Praise the Lord. Let me let me thank the choir for the excellent rendition and for the excellent time of worship. This morning I think I forgot to thank the worship team. You've you've really done well and I'm so grateful to you for bringing us to the very presence of the of the most high. May the Lord continue to bless you for such excellent acts of worship in his house. Amen. Let me thank uh, the general, Gio, uh, uh, and the leadership of the church for giving me this opportunity to share some thoughts with us this morning. Shall we bow down our heads for prayer? Father, we thank you for gathering us as a loving father would gather his children to bring to our attention some of the things that we can do to, Lord, deepen the love that you have for us so that we can become worthy ambassadors, we can become precious utensils of yours for your use. Lord, I bring every heart that is here this morning before your throne of grace. And I ask, Holy Spirit, that you will speak to us, you reveal yourself to us, so that, Lord, at the end of the day, we will see more and more of your glory and the need to hold on to you more and more to the glory and praise of your name. In Jesus' name have we prayed. Amen. So this morning, I, I want us to, I want to share uh, on a theme that flows from the general theme that uh, the Lord has given us as a church. Uh, he that believeth on me, as the scripture said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So the topic that we are looking at this morning is how do I position myself for the flow or how to position myself for the flow. So we are told that he that believeth out of his belly shall flow the rivers of living water. What can we do, in other words, for the Spirit of God to flow more through us or to flow freely through us or for God to use us freely and I was saying to the church this morning that, I mean, after I'd done my, I'd put my sermon together, I mean, God has a, a, an interesting way of at times reminding me of certain things. And I was saying that, you know, I'm a father. I'm a father. I have seven children. So when you have seven children, you, you, you love them all, you know. But there are certain things that, you know, the children would do. And because of how they behave, although you start off, you know, you love all of them, there are some of them that when you hear their, their, their names, you just get excited, you know. And, and before they even ask you for something, you are eager to do it for them. Because of certain things that they do. And for the others, because of certain things that they do not do. You know, so the Lord was just prompting me that what are some of the things that we can do to endear ourselves to the Lord? And again, he reminded me 
I mean, I come from a family of 10 children, right? So I was one of 10. But I had the great honor of being in the favor of my parents, both of them, right? And I, and I was saying that before my father passed, I, he, I received a call one day. I had gone to court. And when I came, I was told that my father called and he said I should come home by 3 p.m. What sort, of sort of a strange call is this? So I couldn't go at 3, but I went home when I closed work. And, and when I went, I went to my father's room and immediately he sat up said, Bema, waba. And said, it's time to go. It's time to go. So I wanted to say thank you for all the things that you have done for me. And he started talking. You know, you did this and you did this. And this. I mean, and most of the things that he was talking about, I had even long forgotten. And there was one thing that he said which touched me. So he said, remember the day you carried me on your back? What had happened? My father had sprained his leg. And we went to Kolibu. And that day, uh, you know, he was, uh, there was something that he was doing on the second floor. And the lift was not working. So I said, oh, Papa, oh, just jump at my back. And then I hopped, I mean, I put him on my back and I carried him. And, I mean, we were just laughing and, and, and joking about it. It's, not, it's something that I had long for. He said, you remember the day you carried me on your back? I mean, all these, I just want to say thank you. It's time to go. And I felt very privileged that of the ten children that my father had, I was the only person that he called me to tell me that it was time to go. What can we do? How do we position ourselves as God's children such that he will want to also tell us the secret things in his life? How do we position ourselves so that this flow that is available to all, he will be eager and happy to let it flow through us. That is all that there is. You know, so God just reminded me of this earthly encounter. It's the same thing that God does with us. When we are obedient to him, when we are close to him, there are some, before you call, I will answer. And whilst you are still knocking, I will be with you. My dear brothers and sisters, there are six things that I, I just want to uh, share with you this morning based on what the Lord laid on my heart that I believe that when we do, the Lord will also be keen, eager, and as it were, flowing through us so that we become worthy ambassadors and children of His. The first thing that I want to touch on is that the Lord calls us primarily to be with him. He calls us first and foremost to be with him. So you can look at Mark 3 verse 14. Jesus had been going about his ministry and then he went to pray and he picked 12. These were the ones that he called them his disciples. And what we are told is that he appointed 12 that they might be with him. That is the first thing. And then he might send them out to preach. So God has called you and I first and foremost to be with him. And I said, what does it mean to be with the Lord? And, you know, Jesus chose these 12. Jesus was a teacher. 
Jesus was a miracle worker. He taught in public, he taught in private. But these 12 had the privilege of being with him both in his public ministry and in his private ministry. These 12 had the privilege of going to God for him, for, to, to Jesus, for him to explain various parables that were a mystery to the others. Remember the parable of the sower? I mean, he said, the, the sower goes to sow. And then when they came home, he then taught them the meaning of that. So Jesus has called us primarily to be with him. And we, we get to be with the Lord as we go into his word daily. We look into his word as the perfect word of liberty. And as we look into his word, we get to know how he wants us to behave. How he wants us to, to order our lives. What he did. So, by being with Jesus, not only did Jesus teach them, but he also modeled to them. He demonstrated. He became an example unto them. So, you see, it's not everything that Oh, the public, they would come. Those who wanted food, they would eat the food and they would go. But these people were with Jesus. Remember when he went out, I mean, he had an all night, he, he took some of them. So they were with him, right? And, I mean, you remember when he washed their feet, they were with him. He demonstrated. So Jesus modeled the way he wants us to, you know, uh, uh, organize our, our lives as Christians. It is as we look into the perfect law, the word of God, that we also get to see and to know him. So, in Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3, told, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. Then he goes on. He shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. That brings, its, that brings forth its fruit in its season. Whose leaves also shall not wither. But whatsoever he doeth, he prospereth. So you see, as we look into the word of the Lord, and we delight and we meditate on his word, then he says that, you know, you will bear forth fruits in your season. It means that your life cannot be unfruitful. We want, to, we want to bear fruit. We want to be a country by which the flow of the river will come through us. As we do these things, you will bear fruit in your season. Not only that, your leaves also shall not wither. And not only that, he adds that, and whatsoever he doeth, he prospered. See, the favor of the Lord, because you are obedient, because you are being careful to do everything that he says you should do, just as we are told in Joshua 1.8, because you are doing all these things, the favor of the Lord is with you. So if there is any good thing that the Lord is willing to give to his people, ah, this is my son, oh, like the way my father will call me and tell me that, Bema, it's time to go. Great honor. I mean, it's one of the things that I cherish today. Anytime I think about my father, that he did me this honor. 
I mean, I have a similar story to tell about my mother and all that, but I won't bore you with that. So, let us position ourselves in the word of God. Being doers of the word, not hearers only. And when we do these things, we position ourselves, we open ourselves. The Lord then delights in using us. Out of our bellies then shall flow streams of living water. The word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. As we meditate on the word, not only that, we also become transformed. Because it is only as we spend time with the Lord that we get to know the way he does things. I told you that he called them that they might be with him. And in being with him, he challenged their worldview. He challenged their understanding. You know, we are all born into various families. Because of our various orientation in our families, we are pre-programmed. It is only the word of God then that transforms us. That is why Paul says that do not conform to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And as we get renewed in our mind, then we can prove, then we can experience for ourselves what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of the Lord. Romans 12, 1 and 2. My dear brothers and sisters, if there is one thing that I will recommend and recommend strongly to you this morning about our work with the Lord, and our quest to position ourselves that the Lord will always think of us. Obedience to the word. Spending time in the word. Being eager to do as our father wants us to do. When you're obedient to your parents, they just love you. They are keen to help you. Can we create that kind of bond with God? Such that, teacher, so that when God is thinking about you, ah, daughter, Eleonora. As for you, when I hear you, when, when they hear your name, Keke, they are happy. My mother had a stroke, and I was called that my mother was not ill. So I should come. And, I mean, I was busy, because I had board meetings, etc. So I went after the third day. When I entered the room, my mother was there with her two sisters. My mother got up and embraced me. She said, hey! Because for three days, my mother had not been able to do anything on her own. But at the mention of my name, she got up and embraced me. And when I put her down, that was the last act that my mother could do unaided. That is the power of love. That is when you create favor. God will do wonderful things for us. Because we are his favorite. I'm just sharing such experiences with you. Let us delve deep into the word. Let us be doers of the word. And God will come. He said, and I'll come to you. And we will make our board with you. And we will manifest ourselves to you. Hallelujah. The second thing that I recommend to you this morning. is about prayer about prayer. Jesus, the son of God, he also modeled prayer. You know, before he chose the twelve, he went into seclusion. He prayed. And all night, he waited on the Father. So Jesus taught us. He taught his disciples how to pray. Eh? And Paul said in, in, in uh, first, he says, pray without season. 
if we really want to become channels out of which the blessings out of our bellies will flow, we also need to engage God in prayer. As the Lord, as we read the word, and the Lord prompts us in various... Look, look, these things don't come easily. We don't get transformed easily. But as you read the word, as you are reading, the Holy Spirit himself is prompting you on areas that you need to engage God in prayer. And as you engage God in prayer, as you, you talk to him about your need for him, he will answer you because he sees your heart. He sees your heart. He sees your heart. The third thing that I want to mention to you is being filled with the Holy Spirit and being led by the Holy Spirit. Why is this so, so important? Because the Christian life is not to be lived by our own power and might. And this is what Jesus himself taught us. He said, I will not leave you desolate. But I'll ask the Father, John 16, 7 to 8. And he said, it is to your advantage that I go. If I do not go away, the helper will not come. But if I depart, I'll send him to you. And when he has come, he'll convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So let's note the name. He said, if I do not go, the helper. The Holy Spirit is a helper. It is the Holy Spirit who helps us in our weakness. It is the Holy Spirit who helps us as to how to walk with the Lord. But you see, again, the Holy Spirit also convicts of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So even as we read the word of God, it is the Holy Spirit working with the Father who is then revealing ourselves to us. Even as we stand in our ministration as children of God, it is the Holy Spirit that convicts of sin. Apostle who can come and stand here and talk, ah, if the Holy Spirit does not confirm the word, Apostle, you can forget it. But when the Holy Spirit is active, before he says one of, or two things, the Holy Spirit himself has done the work in convicting people of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. In our witnessing life, we need to pray for the Holy Spirit to go. In our everyday engagement, we need to pray for the presence and the ministration of the Holy Spirit. Without Him, all we do is nothing. So that is why it is very important when, I mean, we see some pastors and come and do this, this, this. Obwa. Obwa. It is only by means of the Holy Spirit. So, when you and I turn our eyes to Jesus, and we look to the help that God sends us, then we are able to please Him. Then we are able to, you know, stand in His stead. Because the life that you and I are living, you, you, that you are ambassadors of Christ. In other words, we are representing God. And because we are representing him. See, it, it is sweet to know who you are. God created us in his image. You and I, we are special people. Oh, of all the creations of this world, God created us in his image. Not only did he, he didn't create 
the elephants and the whatever you see, kokroko. But we human beings were created in his image. Not only that, he also breathed into us. So we also have his breath in us. So when we understand some of these things, then we see that we are special in God's eyes. God delights in our well-being. All that you and I need to do is to tap into, is to tap into, is to position ourselves such that the flow will continue. I recommend to you that we hold on to the Holy Spirit. We hold on to his ministration. And I believe that it will be well with us. The next thing that I want to recommend to us is that we need to exercise faith in Christ and in his finished work and in the word of God. Exercise faith in Christ and in his finished work and in the word of God. And, and I want us to look at Hebrews chapter 11, uh, verses 1 and 6. Hebrews 11. And I, and I recommend to you, when you go, take time and read the entire Hebrews 11. It's a very beautiful passage, you know. I like it when he talks about Abraham. He says, Abraham was called a friend of God because of his obedience. Because of his obedience, he became the friend of God. So, he says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. And when we read Peter, His divine nature has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the great promises that he has given us. It is through these promises that we are able to escape the corruption. In other words, God has made provision. In his word, there are various promises for you and I. You and I should tap into these promises. And as we believe that these are promises that God has for you and I. And we walk in those promises then those promises become actualized in our lives. So you go to 11 uh, verse 6 and it says that, for without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. In other words, ours, the work that God has called us into is one of faith. And it is faith in his word. It is faith in... We believe that Jesus is the son of God. We believe that he was sent by the father to us. We believe that he died on our behalf. We believe that he rose again and is now seated at the right hand of the father. We believe that he is interceding on our behalf. And because he is seated at the right hand side of the father and interceded on our behalf, we believe that when we go to him with our issues, he listens. And he's eager to do them for us. So, faith is simply walking in obedience to what God has instructed us in his word. Nothing more. Nothing more. And I like how James puts it. James, the brother of Jesus, I mean, who became the chairman of the Jerusalem council. You know, he puts it this way. He says that, at James 2.26, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works. Is dead. In other words, are we Christians? Are we saying that we believe in Jesus? Then let us so walk to prove that we believe in Jesus. Not that you are, next week we are going to talk about uh, bribery and corruption. 
Not that you are in the office and you say that, and my God shall supply every need of yours. And instead of relying on God and believing that he will supply every need of yours, when they are doing bribery and corruption, you too, you are part of it. I mean, every, every negative thing, you are part of it. So, where is your testimony? Where is your testimony? When, when you are sick, and he says that, you know, before you, you call, I will answer. And he says, I'm the God who heals you. But when you are sick, no, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Has he said it, and will he not do it? So, we act on God. He says that, faith without works is there. He says, show me your faith, and I, by my works, will show you my faith. My brothers and sisters, let us hold God to his word. Let us act on the word of God. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. But when we come to God and when we act on his word, because we are acting on his word, he will make sure that he performs to the glory of his name. Two more things. The next thing is compassion. 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 We are children of God. Because we are children of God, we must behave as our Father did. It is out of God's love and compassion that he sent Jesus Christ to come and die for us. It is out of compassion that Jesus left his heavenly throne on high. Eh? When you think of it, the man, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, who created the entire universe, he was born not in some princely or kingly palace. He was born in a manger. He was born in a manger. He was not laying on a, on a, on a, on a, in a baby's cot. But where the cattle, he feed, that is where he laid him. It is out of compassion. It is because of the great love that he had for us. How do we also demonstrate this? And I, and I, and I, and I, and I say that when I think of when I read the story of Jesus' feeding of the 5,000, I'm challenged. I'm greatly challenged. Here is Jesus who had sent his disciples to go and preach. And they came back and they came and reported. And he says, you are tired. Now let's go somewhere uh, by ourselves to relax more. They got into the boat with his disciples. We're going to have a little quiet time, you know, some leave. And then when they got there, he saw the crowd. And we are told that when Jesus saw them, he had compassion on them. Because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So Jesus immediately forgot about all his tiredness and the tiredness of his, of his uh, disciples. And he taught them from morning till evening. And then he realized that oh, these guys are hungry. Say, how are we going to find food for them? They said, so send them to the, the villages. He said, no, let's find food for them. You and I, as children of God, as disciples of God, we should walk in compassion in the way we relate to people. It's not a matter of, so I don't want to worry anybody, you know. We should walk in compassion. Remember when Jesus went to uh, Lazarus, when Lazarus died, and Lazarus had been four days in the tomb, and then he went, and when he saw Mary and Martha in the way they were, they were weeping, we are told that Jesus wept. He had compassion on them. 
Jesus had seen the, the, a woman, a woman of name, who had an only son who, who, has, who had died. And he was being taken to, to be buried. And the people were just weeping and being with their mother. And we are told that Jesus was moved by compassion. And he touched the bear. And he brought that son back to life. How do we demonstrate such love and such compassion? Do we show understanding? Or, it's your story, so yes. And we will justify it and we feel right in it, but it is unchristian. If we call ourselves Christians, children of God, Jesus modeled for us compassion. And I submit to you that if we do these things, we open ourselves up so that the, out of our bellies shall flow rivers of living water. Because we will be doing it as Jesus did. Hallelujah. The final thing that I want to submit to us this morning is very close to compassion. Very close to compassion. And it's humility. Humility. I think I've already touched a bit on it. To be, to be people that are used by the Lord greatly, we should be humble. We should be humble. And this is how Paul puts it to the Philippians. Philippians 2, 5 to 10. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant, and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. It is heartrending when you think of it. He died on the cross. You know what that means? He was considered accursed. Not only that, he hanged on the cross naked. It's not what we see with that strip of uh, uh, cloth around him. He hanged on the cross naked. That is what he did for us. And then we read that, Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth, and those under the earth. Jesus modeled this for us. You remember when he was with the disciples? He washed their feet. He washed their feet. The work that is done by the lowest in the house. Jesus modeled it. And this is what he said. He said, you call me teacher. And that is who I am. If I, the teacher... I have done this for you. You can find this in, in uh, John 13, 13 to 15. He said, if I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. So he modeled it. So I submit to us that in our walk with the Lord, if we want the Lord to use us greatly, we must be humble. It is not a matter of, this is what I'm entitled, or you, you didn't do this, and therefore me too, I won't do this. No, 
in humility. He did not consider equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself of all. How do we stand before the Lord? Is there anything that when we are asked to do, be it in the word, we consider it too menial, too demeaning, too low for us to do? Let's consider our Lord. He left his heavenly throne on high to come and die that shameful death. And it is as a result of this that he's been given a name that is higher. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. My brothers and my sisters, I submit to us this morning that if we want the Lord to use us greatly, if we want to have that flow out of our belly, then we should do as Jesus did. He spent time with the Father. And he said, no. He said, I have not done anything on my own. As the Father sent me, as I hear my Father do, that is what I also do. That's what Jesus himself, oh, the Son of God, he did. And if he, the Son of God, did that, you and I, I mean, you dear, we, dear, we, we, are, we are men born of woman. We cannot do otherwise. Let's get into the word of God. Let's not be doers, the hearers only. But let's be doers. So we cannot play with our, our daily devotion. Every day we should go to God. Prayer. 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 Let's get to God. Let's ask him to strengthen us. Let's ask him to be with us. The Holy Spirit, our helper, our teacher, our counselor, our guide. We cannot do without him. Faith, acting on the word. Not just being hearers, but acting on the word. Compassion, compassion, compassion. That is where you are moved out of your own comfort zone. You hear something that is going on and your, your heart, you see, I like the key. Compassion. Humility. May the Lord help us as we walk with him. May we reflect on these things. I've just shown you certain things that I believe that if we, if we act on, we will position ourselves for the Lord to delight in us. And before we call on him, he will answer. And the Lord will use us greatly for service in his vineyard. May the Lord bless us. May the Holy Spirit strengthen us so that as we do these things, we will come to experience the love of God and we will prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Shall we bow down our heads in prayer? Our dear Lord and Father, we come before you. Thank you for your words to us this uh, morning. We pray. Lord, we know that you delight in our well-being. You said, in this is my Father glorified, that you bear forth much fruit, and that your fruit shall abide. And this, in this way, you will be my disciples. You delight in our well-being. And you've taught us and you modeled for us how we ought to lead our lives so that we will always win your pleasure. Father, be merciful unto us. Strengthen us in the areas where we are weak. 
Remind us, Father, of the things that we need to hear of again and again. Holy Spirit, you are our helper, you are our comforter, you are our teacher, our friend. We call on you. The areas where we have difficulty in submitting to you, we pray that in your love and in your mercy, you will help us so that we will walk aright with you, so that we will always be in your favor. You alone is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above what we think or ask. To you be glory, now and forevermore. In Jesus' name have we prayed. Amen.